When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We got to do the yeah, we got to do the podcast. We got to do the monthly mailbag. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's a new segment that we're starting this month. We're just going right now. It's it's fresh. It's new. They're fresh the and podcast new. starting. Exciting. I don't know. Welcome to the Crunch, episode eighty six. It's your boy Ethan, aka Apostle. But I'm Patrick at Catholic Pat. Someone oh. tell Ethan what episode it is. Please, I have Somebody no clue. Please. I'm so lost and confused. Days um, that confused. I don't know that song. I just kind of wanted to be a background. I've always wanted to be a background singer, like a backup. Do you remember Jimmy Neutron when Sheen and Carl become <laughs> background singers? Ain't no love of my man. Shoo up, shoo up. Do you know that? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That yeah. was a good episode. But I That's think it's like they episode. get cursed or like they have some type of spell put on them. Yeah, and they're like crying like, So let me revise my previous statement is I would like to be a backup dancer, but only if I have been cursed into it. I do not want to voluntarily choose it. <laughs> if and only if. Yeah. Oh, uh, what's up, dude? How you been? It has been... It has been quite the week. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't even know where to begin to describe it, so I'm not going to. All right, that's what I like. Um, that's exactly what I like. Vague vagueness on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is just mm-hmm. That's what best. really. That's what the people love is us talking about things in our lives without directly <laughs> saying what they are. <laughs> that's what everybody likes. Residence life is harder than I thought it was going to be, and mm-hmm. that's all I'm going to say. That's fair, dude. Um. Hey, here's a fun thing that I did this week. You ready? Oh, yes. I gave a talk at St. Isidore's. No way. What was it about? So it was so it was kind of a dual. It was like a two. It was a twofer. So we have a monthly. You sword fought someone for a talk? I did. Um, That's crazy. D-U-A-L. Um, we, had a, uh, we have a monthly speaker kind of event. It's called Source and Summit. So every month we bring in just a different speaker, either from around Kansas or from at the university or uh priests or whoever lots of people come and so for this this is the last one of the year and so father gail said you know we should bring in my good friend tracy um star of the podcast tracy tebow and ethan um, because we're both graduating we've both been around for a long time we've poured a lot of ourselves into the center and so he just wanted us to talk and so tracy talked for 20 minutes and then i talked for 20 minutes and it was incredible like it was it was just so amazing to be able to like be with her and like the fact that we've done a lot for the center and being able to just like take just a little sliver of like what we've learned and what we've gleaned from, you know, the past couple of years working at the center and like sharing it with all these freshmen and sophomores. It was just, it was awesome. Super cool. Did you cry? I did not cry, but I do have, not even a little bit. I do have the recording of the talk. So if people want it, we could probably put it on our Patreon. Do you think that'd be good? Is that a good thing to do? I think that would be good. Okay. That'd be good for the people. Yeah. If anybody's, if anybody wants that, we're going to, we're going to do it. And if you don't know, about our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash crunch. This is not a plug. I was just I just wanted to let people know that I gave a talk and it was fun. <laughs> what did I what did I actually do this week? I know I I know I had spring formal, but mm-hmm. spring fling. Kind of, 
spring spring fling, baby. How was it? Uh, spring formal was fantastically okay. The DJ was bad last year. The DJ was incredible, which mm-hmm. is disappointing. It's tough for me. it's it's a it's a tough. Uh, I'm I'm a tough cookie to crack, as I've said on the podcast <laughs> uh-huh. previously. When it comes to DJs, mm-hmm. and this DJ was bad. He was the kind of DJ that would like hop on the microphone and be like. Go right, everybody. Chairs up. We're Mambo number five. Dum, da, dum, da, dum. And I'm like, ah, this is the word. And so I just leave and go get. <laughs> did he do company. the? Did he do the three, two, one, jump? Like, did he try to? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. And he also like sang along to the songs at some points, and I'm like, ah, this is the word. He sang along while he was DJing. Yeah. Where do you find these people? I don't know. That's awful. The venue, the venue was gorgeous, though. It was the Pennsylvania and Pittsburgh. It was this this big like old train station that was converted into a into an assembly or like not assembly hall but like an events hall and it mm-hmm. was all like all lit up and it was cool speaking of halls i've always wanted to own a club do you think that we could move from the podcast market into the club market into the club market i think yeah. i think the demographics are largely the same so they I would really say yes. are yeah to all you sorority girls and middle-aged women please come to our club There'll be no boys uh, there. <laughs> here, here's, here's, here's a rule that, that Teresa, shout out, Teresa said that we, we should have if we ever start a club. Okay. There needs to be a respect women corner uh-huh. for when you don't like the lyrics, but you like the beat. Oh my gosh. That's, I need that so bad. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have Teresa on the podcast. I started, so before we get to that, I just wanted to let everybody know that I started singing the beat to the song Candy Shop the other day. Uh. And uh, before I realized what I was doing, I was like, no, wait, I need to not do that. (laughs) (laughs) This is a sin. Yeah. What's up with Teresa? What's the deal with that? Teresa Teresa needs to get on the podcast. You you texted me earlier. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit. You texted me earlier and you just said, Teresa's coming on next week. So don't tell me Teresa needs to come on the podcast because it sounds like you've already decided what's happening. I have made I have made this decision. Teresa Teresa is a really interesting person. Uh-huh. You talk you talk to her for like three three days total. Uh-huh. We're gonna talk to her for like an hour and a half, and we're gonna let the people know. We're gonna let the people know. Is it how an cool interview or are we just hanging out? I I mean it's probably gonna be a little bit of both. Okay, but like I think we should interview her. Honestly, she's got a lot to say. Exactly, and and she's also got some stories to tell. So we're gonna yeah. she's gonna tell stories oh, while gosh. we do commentary on those stories. Sounds great. That's probably what's gonna happen. I love it. Um, but until then, do you want to get into the advice for the people? Yeah. Speaking of seeing a mailman, Teresa, we have, Oh um, yeah. We got a monthly mailbag. This we got is, a monthly mailbag. Is this our first one since uh, the live show? It is the first one since the live show. Dang. That's crazy. Live uh, show was a long time ago. It was, it feels like forever and a half ago. Oh my goodness. I can't even imagine. What, which question do you want to do first? Do you want to do, do you want to do the softball? Hey, Crunch Boys. So I have kind of a controversial question for you. Is it a sin or bad for you to skip class? Um, and thanks for showing us how to be holy in college. Love you guys. This is Teresa, by the way. Bye. Shout out, Teresa. Shout out, Teresa, <laughs> every single time. Um, here's the thing about this question is that I was listening I to it, to and I was like, <laughs> my parents listen to this podcast. Um, I've never skipped class. I've never skipped class. I've never done it because 
it's wrong and you shouldn't do it either. <laughs> there never was a skipping me and never shall I skip skipping, class B. Skipping B. What do you think, Pat? Is it a sin, yes or no? Hmm. Ooh, this is tough though, because like I think actually, you know, there there's the whole like there's the whole idea of like exchange of goods where like, oh I paid for this class, I can decide whether or not I don't go to it. But then right. there's also like the, the human element. Mm-hmm. I had a I had a priest tell me that if he he was like, I'll allow computers, I'll allow note-taking on laptops in my class, and like, I'll give you guys three absences, but just letting you guys know, if I find out that, if I see you guys uh, on Facebook, or if I like find out you skip class for no good reason, I, I will take it personally. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh. Yeah, he's like, yeah. So, that yeah, was fun. I mean, there is an element of you need to respect like the teacher or the professor, and that's like because not respecting someone is a sin. And so, I mean, then that comes to question like, well, what if the professor doesn't care if we come to class? And what if the professor is like super chill with people coming? And uh, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, it's tricky. And I think it's just, it's very variable because if you need to go to a class and you need to get good grades in that class and you are willingly choosing to not go to that class for no good reason, then yeah, it's probably a sin. Yeah. But I'm thinking... So there's a class that I'm in right now. I have a 99% in it because it's a 100 level course. There's nothing to do in class. <laughs> All of the questions on the test are pulled directly from the quiz questions that are online. I don't go to that class very often. But I but I don't think that's a sin because I do things that I, I mean I I do homework for other classes and I work on things for the student center, like things that need to be done when I would be yeah, in that class. Exchange, it's an exchange of goods. You're and, like this is this is a this is a barter system class. I and if I were to if I were class. to go to that class, then I would just be doing the same things, but in a hot, stuffy room. I mean, so I might as well just do it at, at a desk somewhere else, you know. So uh, I can see that. You know what I mean? I don't advocate skipping class often. I try my best not to, because like once you get in that habit, it's really hard to get out. Exactly. Source me in high school. Yeah, you skip, skip class, class in high school. Lot. Oh, all the time. Bold. All the time. Usually just the first, like the first two classes. One time we had a substitute uh, for an entire week and it was, we weren't doing anything. It was a physics class. And like in high school, you can skip class for an entire week and get away with it. That's not true. Um, But the, uh, the substitute was uh, my friend's mom. And so I, I saw that there was a substitute for the entire week. And so I just took a long lunch break. So it was third period right before lunch break. Right. And so I took a long lunch every day that week. Um, and then like a year later, the mom was like, I have a bone to pick with you. I was like, Oh no. Oh, what? No. And she was like, you, you skipped, you skipped my class every, every day for a week. <laughs> and I, like, I felt marginally bad. Uh-huh. Cause like, again, it was a year later and I didn't really remember it, but she brought it up. So Yikes. teachers remember when you skip class, of course, there are times when I accidentally sleep through class, which is a whole nother ball game of irresponsibility and not getting enough sleep what's the next question (laughs) do we have two questions from Teresa today you just got way louder can you please step back from your microphone yeah sorry um yeah no i think yeah you're it's a good point i think we've covered it uh we do have two questions from Teresa, but the second one is a joke so we can play it (laughs) later if we want um do you want me to read one of the questions from our email absolutely okay Ah, the snail mail. The snail mail. Thank you for Julia for sending in this question. Hey, Ethan. So I'm a college sophomore about to start summer vacation in one week. 
um, blah, 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 blah. Even over spring break, it was kind of tough for me to suddenly not be able to talk to God in my spiritual life with the people around me and to be surrounded by friends who aren't trying to live for Christ. I did find myself feeling isolated and also struggling with maintaining prayer and staying focused on God as much as I would like. Blah, 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 the summer ministry, blah, 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 blah. So I have two questions. The first is, if you guys have any tips for readjusting to suddenly being without a close faith-based community. I know maintaining prayer and receiving the sacraments is important, but beyond that, I don't know what to do. I think we're just going to answer this question, not the second one. Um, I'll email you, Julia. Thank you for the question. Patrick, how do we readjust to being without a close faith-based community over the summer? Yeah, this one's tough because you really got to just find one as quick as possible. Mm -hmm. Um summertime it's like it's really tough especially if you're not outgoing you know yeah i have i have the advantage of having a winning personality okay (laughs) all right that's where i mean i'm i'm okay i'm kind of i'm kind of gonna be in this boat uh this summer because i'm going to some place that i don't live so i'm Mm -hmm. gonna be like rolling the dice when it comes to community yeah although it is a mission job so like there's going to be other missionaries but still uh i'm still gonna have to create community in some sense and to be honest there's we're we're really used to having um or maybe we're used to the idea of having just youth groups everywhere at Uh least i am and Uh it's like oh you want something there's always going to be a function especially at college you know there's always like a newman center function or like a focus function or something you can do so you're like oh i really want community i the reason i don't have it is my own fault um you're like I, I can just I can just fix that whenever I want. At home, you're gonna have to do most of the legwork if there's no community starting already. And I told this to a bunch of kids on or a confirmation retreat because they had no youth group. They just were doing it to their church. I was like, listen, if you if you want to do a Bible study, just invite people over to your house, make dinner with them, mm-hmm. and read the Bible with them. Yeah, you don't need your youth minister there. And if they were there, then everyone's going to need to sign a form and it's going to suck. So just invite other kids over to your house. Um, just completely like off the books. I think Steve, the missionary, said that uh, says something along those lines, like real evangelization happens under the radar. Yeah, the best, you know, best youth like, ministry is off the books youth ministry, straight up. Like when yeah. we go and the teens are like, hey, we want to go to the park. It's like, okay, let's go to the park and let's play Ultimate Frisbee for like two hours. Like that's the best way. When I when I would do ministry with teens, like that was the best way we would we would do stuff together. Um, as far as like, I mean, I, outside of ministry, I think is so it's easy to let our faith life become our ministry life, which I know sounds really strange and weird, but we cannot let our our faith life be to- so totally dependent on the ministry that we're doing which is hard for me because a lot of times like the fact that I'm super involved at St. Isidore's or I'm super involved at, at the church or the parish back home, like my faith life becomes just so intimately tied with the work that I'm doing. And I find it harder to pray kind of outside of that scenario or outside of a situation where I'm not like with other church people and working towards a, a church goal. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think just daily prayer uh, on your own, it's, I mean, it's easy to say, I mean, we say it a ton of times, but do you pray every single day? Like, do you pray, do you only pray in a chapel or are you comfortable play, praying at home? Because if you aren't comfortable praying at home, then it will be much, much harder for you to maintain that relationship with God if you have to be in a physical other space in order to pray. Not that it's a bad thing. Money. Not that it's a bad thing to pray in a chapel, but yeah. And so I think... 
It sounds like you, Julia, specifically are on the right path as far as getting involved and making sure that you kind of have some safeguards in place so that you are maybe thinking about it more and have, have more of an experience and, and with ministry and all of that stuff. But if you're not praying daily, if you're not reading the scripture daily, like on your own, then it's going to be way, way harder. Um, so start, start that routine now, start getting that as a habit now. And then hopefully when you get to the summer, it should be easy to keep it up, but it won't be because the summer sucks and it makes everything hard because <laughs> you won't, because you're not with your friends. And so it's, it's, uh, and I, I think another thing too, is maintaining accountability with your, with your friends that you have now and your community that you have now, like over the summer. So maybe like, I like to text my friend Josh and be like, Hey, like how's prayer going this week? You know, when we're, when we're on break and stuff. Um, if you don't have people like that in your, in your community to, to hold you accountable, you know, we have phones, we gotcha. should use them for things like that. It's true. Hmm. What else, Pat? Do you have another question in your, in your inbox that you want to give or should we do another voicemail? I do, but it's a, it's an extension of an already existing oh, okay. voicemail. Apparently what? it's uh, from Veronica. Oh, the one on discernment. Let's do the discernment one. Here we go. Hello, Ethan and Patrick. Um, Greetings from Oregon. My name is Veronica, and I have a question that's more about discernment. I am kind of going through a life crisis. I'm only 22, but still trying to figure out um, what it is I'm trying to do. Um, So I am interested in the um, discerning the religious life, but um, I just kind of have this thought lingering about like so i work with the youth um at my parish kind of on the sidelines but i'm still interacting and stuff and just in general i'm kind of just um insecure i guess you can call it but i'm not really good at like so being social and all that and i'm really introverted so i was just thinking like should i let my personalities my personality or my tendencies whatever you want to call it um just the way that i was built i feel like um should I let that be a guiding factor for like um, discerning into my vocation? Yeah. So, well, thank you very much for all that you do. And just know that you are just awesome and you have no idea how much impact you have, the impact you've made on my life. God bless. Very good. So she, uh, she um, added an extension on her email, okay. which was kind of like, or it was more like a summary. It was like, should I let my personality and tend and like personality tendencies be a guiding factor in deciding which path to take? Can we say the answer um, at the same time? Three, two, one. Yes. Yes. Uh, God made you in a specific way to guide you in a specific direction. However, I think it's a misnomer to believe that all active order religious sisters are extroverts and all cloistered sisters are introverts. Ooh, nice. This is my, this is my, this, this is the hill that I will die on. Uh, St. Therese of Lisieux was an extrovert and no amount of which saint is your Myers-Briggs will tell me otherwise. Uh, there's no way. This uh, little girl would run up to everybody. Um, so, so yeah, there, there, I, I have a, I have a friend who um, was in a cloistered, she was a Carmelite, uh, postulant for a little while and she told me she was like yeah there were extroverts in the convent because it's a community mm-hmm. and there's always going to be a mix of people in whatever community so there's going to be people in cloistered convents that want to spend time with people and that's available in a convent so um i would i would say that like it's more of it's more of where your personal call is and like if you feel if you like if you're if you're deep in prayer every day and you're pulled in a certain direction just just walk down that direction and you're 22 don't don't feel like 
you're wasting any time because even God, God's not going to waste your time. First of all, well, second of all, bold. you have time. You have time. So like, even if yeah. this is even if this is is wrong, and ten years from now you're not a religious sister and you're single and wondering where you're going to go, God's that's still your path in life, and it's it's not. It might not be what you want or think was ideal, but it's what God is giving you. So keep praying and keep following um, your, your your the movements in your heart. Pray, uh, pray and or it's love and do as you ought. I think that's St. Augustine. Might be. Yeah, I mean, uh, Veronica, you're only 22 years old. You live in the great state of Oregon. You have the whole world in front of you, honestly. Go chop down a tree. I thought you said Boise. I thought you said Boise, Idaho. I thought she said Oregon. Maybe she did say Boise, Idaho. You live in Boise, Oregon. And anything can happen. I think that, I mean, uh, it, you should go watch the Father Mike Schmidt's video on discernment, which I know some people sure. might be like, ugh, but I, I don't care because it's it's a very good video. And you should go watch it because he, he talks about this one thing. is like, just make a small step. And if you make these small steps, the Lord will bless your trust in him. And he will, if you're, if you're really truly praying and you're genuine, then it will be very obvious as to like whether or not you should continue taking steps in that direction or not. So make a small step, maybe go on a come and see weekend. I don't know if you've done that already. I don't know if you said that in the question. I kind of zoned out in the middle, but do that. <laughs> is that, yes. is that good advice? Pat? Uh, um, I don't know. I think, that's great. I think that's great advice. Okay. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's what I did with like, I felt a pretty strong call to like the priesthood. And so I went to a discernment retreat and then I left that. I went to the discernment retreat twice. I went on two, uh, two years in a row. I went on the same discernment retreat, and both times I walked away feeling like, "Man, this is not for me." And so I took a small step, and the Lord blessed that by saying, "You know, this is not the direction that you're supposed to go." So, or at least right now, I'm still I'm still single. Just letting everybody know. So that's <laughs> that's where we're at with that. Um, good, very good. Do you want to do Adam and Eve, Pat? Oh yes, let's yes. do it. I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm rip rare and roaring to go on this one because ready to talk about some complementarity. That's why is that becoming our brand? Is that people ask us about complementarity of men and women? I don't know. We're both dudes. We're both we're both dudes, and one of us is super single and doesn't know a lot about women. The other one is da- <laughs> is dating somebody and doesn't know a lot about women. Hey, what? I know a lot about women. Uh, I know a lot about. I, don't I know, know plenty. Of I know women. about girls. Hey. I like girls. I know everything about them. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I know. I know so much about girls. I know so much about girls. I know. I know about makeup. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. We talked about makeup last night for like 30 minutes. Wait, I was what? I was hanging out with with some friends of mine, and they were like, "Honest question: What do you guys think about lipstick?" And we were like, "Uh, not a fan. It exists. It exists. It's there." What what we the conclusion the conclusion that we came to is if a girl walks out and she's all dressed up and she's not wearing lipstick we're not going to be like hey you need to go put on lipstick to complete the look <laughs> you know like Please, this is this is ridiculous are you yeah are you not you're not even trying exactly put on no that's not that's not it at all yeah um I used to do musical theater and so we had to put makeup on all the time usually it was just like you wore lipstick Pat eyeliner no never had to wear lipstick thankfully okay but disappointing. Um, so like what I I know I know how to do my own eyeliner and I know how to do like do you really uh, I, yeah I do so wow. um you should I, do I, I think Patrick can you please what? do a YouTube makeup tutorial <laughs> <laughs> can you please do that for me 
Yes, it's going live on New Catholic Generation in <laughs> one week. Scandalous. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Yeah, uh, Commentary to men and women. Patrick knows how to do his own eyeliner. Let's listen to the question. <laughs> All right, I found the episode title. Hey, Crunch Boys. This is John Paul from the Catholic University of America. And uh, I just wanted to hear you guys' perspectives on um, what woman's relationship to work is. Like, we know that Adam was put on earth to till the earth and to care for it. Um, but can women also have uh, careers um, or, like, can they have anything beyond, like, would their ideal purpose be anything more than just a supportive role? Um, uh, thank you, guys. I just um, I love you guys' podcast. And, uh, yeah. About the good work. Thank you, John Paul. Thank you, John Paul, for giving us two eggshells to walk on. Yeah. Um, first of all, this is a traditionalist podcast, so women should never leave the house, and they should always wear skirts down their ankles. This is bad. We should. We should. <laughs> Second of all, um, even the notion that women can work is just well out of the question. I mean, this uh, this, this bit this bit is not helping. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, John Paul, I'm not, I'm not making fun of you. I'm making fun of your Catholic University of America education. Um, actually, I'm not making fun of that either. I don't even know if they're a good school. Uh, they are. They're a good school. They're a great school. I don't know. But I think, no, honestly, I think the answer is just so obvious that it's, of course, women can have careers. Like, what are we talking about? I, but I do see where there can be, I think it's, question, this I think it's confusion. Question is more about like what is, so like if, if Adam was put in the garden, yeah to work until then like why do we have this so it's like it's like it's more like well it's true that adam was told to work until and it's also true that women work all the time in now now time world. now now time so how are we going to reconcile those two and um i think it's important to uh to understand that like women do or women should do everything as women Mm-hmm. And so, like, they also work as women, and the roles given to Adam and Eve are shared roles. I mean, we can tell that from the fact that God tells Eve to be fruitful and multiply. Like, mm-hmm. she can't do that without Adam, even though he plays a tiny role in in that in that. Look, I took an embryo. I don't know if I'd said this in the podcast before. I took an embryology class, and we spent like nice. one day on male reproductive anatomy, and then the rest of the semester on female reproductive. Because so male reproductive anatomy really is like the most basic and primitive thing. And women's <laughs> women's bodies are these beautiful, intricate machines, and men's bodies are just like here we go. Like it's, it's dumb. It's literally, it's literally just a connection of tubes yeah. split into segments that you have to memorize, and that's it. Yeah. Um. So anyway, this <laughs> uh, women obviously have this like larger role when it comes to um when it comes to procreation, but men have to assist in that role. So. There's no like help in the sense that woman is the help for man's work and like all the only thing she's doing is like picking up slack that he might not want to, you know, do that day. Yeah. Uh it's it's this this uh when when the roles are joined together, they better fulfill their third role, which is imaging God. Boom. So men and women are given the shared role of imaging God and that that shared role is achieved when they help each other fulfill their other vocations. And at the fall, we ripped those vocations apart. Yeah, That's the TLDR version of it's good. I think I mean the problem gets to become when <clears throat> men try to be women and women try to be men. 
like, I mean, you talked about that, like women need to work as women. So I think, I do think there are certain roles kind of like in the workplace or in society that women are more naturally inclined towards and men are more naturally inclined towards, but that doesn't mean that they're gender exclusive at at the yeah. same time, because <clears throat> I mean, with what we talked about, like the sharing between men and women, uh, you know, some women may have better uh, leadership characteristics than some men and some men may be better at nurturing than some women. Uh, I mean, but that doesn't like with that, all that being said, there's no like hard and fast rule of like men can do this job and women can do this job and men can have this career and women can have this career. And there's no intermingling. Uh, I mean, we're all human beings and we're all different. We're all raised differently. We're all different personalities, but nothing in kind of the Adam and Eve story and in the theology of men and women, the theology of the body contradicts uh, women having careers and working. I don't think, is that fair to yeah. say Pat? absolutely fair cool i this this is the thing that i used to say like my we used to joke around with my friends in elementary school i never really knew why we said this or but it just stuck stuck out to me it's like oh yeah like like men and women can do they can all do the same thing like anything a man can do a woman can do except be a dad and except be a mom so it's like you know, anything you can do i can do better what's what shows that from uh, annie speaking of musicals <laughs> was i right annie 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 get your gun yeah Annie that's good Ethan thank you was I right I don't know you were you were right well you said the right first word but Annie is the one about the redheaded orphan girl and Annie get your gun is the one about show business oh so I was correct but I I was thinking Annie redheaded girl when I said it yeah but it's actually well, you said Annie Oakley which is Annie get your gun oh my gosh I my whole brain is mixed up I thought Annie Oakley was in Annie red hair Ethan stumbled into answering a trivia question <laughs> that's usually how it goes um, yeah, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say about men and women. I feel like if you want more information on this, we've done literally probably hours of podcasting on men we've and done women. maybe three episodes that well, include men and women content. Go back to last week's episode talking about how men are calculating the odds and women are uniting or the Edith Stein episode or Edith Stein episode or complementarity of men and women. When I talk about how I almost got stabbed at a party, like these are all that's a really fun episode. It's a great episode. That's that's a classic. That's mm. in the crunch of crunch of fame. Crunch of fame. Um, oh no! That's my, our that's our last that's our last uh, audio question, right? Uh, yes. We got we got time to we got time to have this last email question answered. Yeah, sure. Let's let's do cool. it real quick. I've got eighteen minutes, so nice. <laughs> let's make it happen. This this email comes from Lydia. Shout out Lydia. Hello, comma. In your latest podcast, something struck me as problematic. Mm. So she um. We, we said something along the lines of, if you go to confession and really can't remember any sins, it's a you problem. So that's a classic example of crunch harshness. Did we say that? The thing is... Did you say that or did I say that? I think I said it and you didn't disagree with me. All right, sounds uh, the good. The thing is, some people have a tendency towards scrupulosity. And if they, have this if they have this experience, souls inclined to scrupulosity could start considering the smallest impoliteness as a sin and could soon fall into despair. The bad extreme of scrupulosity. So... Um, there there's uh so saying it's a you problem can be dangerous so like if someone keeps thinking oh i can't remember any of my sins i must be this really sinful person that just uh, doesn't know what, what sins are yeah uh so first of all I, I in the context that we that we put this um it was if it's been two weeks and you can't remember your sins it's a you problem because you've definitely sinned in the last two weeks mm -hmm. um but i i think i also mentioned that um you shouldn't or you don't have to and also shouldn't 
try to confess every venial sin you've committed since your last confession. Right. You should focus on like a, a specific vice and then confess the sins that have to do with that vice and then be contrite for the other venial sins that you've committed in the past. Um, and then those will be forgiven. However, if you've committed any venial sins or sorry, any mortal sins in the past, you have to confess those. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that I think yeah, what we were getting at is just, up. just like a general, like you should be examining your conscience and you should be aware of what you've been doing. Yeah. With like the exception of somebody who's super scrupulous and thinks that everything is a sin. Like that's a whole different ball game. Like that's not necessarily what we were addressing. True. Um, so although scrupulosity is real. It's a real scrupulosity thing. is real. And maybe, maybe if you can't think of any sins, or maybe if you think that everything's a sin, you just go to confession and you confess that. And then yeah. try to receive grace to maybe you know, ask God to be more aware of your sins or maybe to be less aware of the the little peccadillos that think you think might be a sin. So mm-hmm. I think I, I don't know. It's it's a hard situation. It varies case by case. So if somebody's super scrupulous, maybe you should get more help than just a podcast. Um, and if you yeah, are be, super yeah, unscrupulous, yeah. definitely get more help than just a podcast. <laughs> I think the idea is like that these little tiny sins. She lists a couple of like example sins. Like I thought this one girl was annoying but didn't say it to her face. Um, I wasn't effusive enough with my mother at Easter dinner. I don't know what the word effusive means. I don't either. This person is obviously smarter than me. Yep. Um, so <laughs> – but yeah, so it's like these little tiny things like, oh, I wasn't I wasn't as kind as I could have been. First of all, never confess that you haven't prayed as much as you could have, haven't been as kind as you could have, haven't loved as much as you could have, because that is absolutely true in everybody's case, and it doesn't help anyone. Um, never confess that you haven't been as virtuous, because that's just, that's not a sin. You're always supposed to be growing in virtue. Anyway, um, that's straight out of St. Francis Sales. But the, uh, the, the sins that we're talking about is like, if... if if you're struggling with a bunch of vices, which we all are, and you're confessing those sins, you aren't getting to the heart of your vices. If you think someone's a little annoying but didn't say it to her face, that might mean you're a little impatient, but that might not be as bad as like gossiping about this girl. That's definitely a sin that you should confess. If you gossip about people over and over and over again, confess all the sins that have to do with you gossiping and just attack that ver- attack that vice for two or three weeks and you'll start to progress in the spiritual life because you're not like handling your sins on your own. You're just, you're, you're attacking one vice at a time because we can really only focus on one vice at a time. That's my kind of medicine to this. Uh, not mine, but something that I've heard that's kind of a medicine to the scrupulous versus unscrupulous, all your sins versus nothing's a sin. Um, it's kind of dilemma that we find ourselves in. I like it. Thank you. I think it's good. Uh, I don't have any other questions. Me either. What's this is a good we, episode. Yeah, this was good. I think. I mean, we really, we really hit it, hit hit some deep issues here today on deep the podcast, issues. and we also got you out so that you can go to whatever you're going to in eight yeah, minutes. We have a we have a this event at the student center. It's the Olympics, so a bunch of schools or a bunch of Catholic centers from the state are coming in to Manhattan and we're going to do like races and a spike ball tournament and a tug of war and a softball throw and standing long jump and. Uh, three-legged race, like all this goofy stuff combined with like actual real track events and people are coming and I got to be there to set up. So that's what I'm doing today. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be out there and be sweating. I'm going to be grinding. I'm going to be getting buckets. That's what we're doing today. It's going to be good. (laughs) Quick announcement. Um, I'm going to be in Houston this summer. I alluded to it earlier. Working with Adora Ministries. I got my mission assignment. 
Uh, so if you're in Houston and want to hang, uh, let me know. Um, my mission leader, Gordon, shout out Gordon, is a listener shout of the podcast, apparently. Hey, oh. So, can't, can't, wait, can't wait to hang. Thanks for listening. It's going to be exciting. Gordo. Um, do you want to tell the people where they can find us, Pat? Absolutely. You can find me at Catholic Pat. And Ethan at Ethan Stevie on Twitter. No, Sorry, no, no, at no. That's my Twitter. only shtick is that I'm at Brapostle. That's my only thing that I got, and you just took it away from that's me. That's the only. That's the only. <laughs> you can find him at Ethan Stevie on Instagram and at Patrick Nevy I I I for for me. That's not Ethan. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash the crunch. I deactivated my Facebook this week. Actually, that's Did you really? Fun that I should. Oh man, I'm very. I'm, I should do that. Actually, I use it. I actually do use it for good things. So maybe I I, I I did it for a week. I did it for a week. So I'm just I'm giving myself a little time out. Attaboy. Um, Facebook.com slash the crunch. Patreon.com slash the crunch. www.thecrunchcast.com if you still use old media and go on websites. Mm-hmm. You can email us your questions if you have a question or any kind of other inquiry. Patrick at the crunchcast.com or Ethan at the crunchcast.com. Ethan, where the, what's the phone number that people can reach us at? 785. 785- Two five one three nine eight nine seven eight five two five one three nine eight nine. That is the number. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, I do you have, have the week, I do have it right here. Um, it is titled "Gang Gang" with the emoji of a person yelling. It is by <laughs> Just Olive. She says, "Well, I'm assuming it's a, a lady." But Patrick and Ethan, you are both the goat. Thank you for dropping bronze knowledge. I have learned so much listening to you guys and am inspired by the insights you share. Your zeal for the Lord and for the church is invigorating, encouraging, and so very needed. Keep it litty, my dudes, fire emoji. Also, Henry Nguyen is high-key amazing Ethan. He is. I'm reading another book by him right now, Return of the Prodigal Son. It is wrecking me. So good. We'll have to talk about it the word litty. 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 Is that Tracy Colissa? It's a good reference. I don't know who that is. No, that's a friend of, of the podcast. I guess not of you. I'm mad. Anyway. You can't just take your friends and say that they're friends of the podcast because they got to be both focus our friends. Missionary, focus missionary from... Uh, from. Oh, I know Tracy. Um, she follows me on Twitter. Yeah. Yep. Dope. Cool. Good Sick. episode. Yeah, thanks, Pat. I got to go do my thing. And then I'll episode, right. I'll episode this and I'll upload it soon. Sweet. Cool. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please... <laughs> Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we will see you on the Twitters.